0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to the In For A Penny podcast. I'm Mark Schoffman, a freelance personal finance journalist. And I'm Joshua Gersler, a Chartered Financial Planner. We're here to discuss topical financial subjects in an accessible way that you may come across in your personal and business life that are likely to impact you, your family and your finances. We're also keen to share our thoughts and views with you and hopefully make you smile along the way. If you'd like to find out more about me, visit cavendishcontent.com and you can find me at topfs.co.uk you for downloading the latest episode of the in for a penny podcast what have you been doing since we last recorded let's let's go through the highlights and the lowlights you've got a new webcam we've discussed that you're looking perfect clear picture it's like i'm in the same room as you
1: i know it's fun it's a bit too clear actually yeah
0: Here's i pretty- really need a shave don't i you need a shave i can see every blemish yeah there's not that many
1: my all of you lay isn't working like it like yeah. it should
0: um, what have I been up to? So I don't know, really.
1: I can't th- when did we last record? A good Two little weeks while ago? ago, yeah.
0: Just living the dream. Living the, the dream. dream. What about you? I have been living the dream as well. Been doing a bit of writing, a bit of reading. Arithmetic? Riff, not, Not really arithmetic.
1: Fair enough. No. I mean, this is a finance podcast.
0: We've been speaking, actually, on the subject of arithmetic to our daughters, and both of them have been saying they don't like maths at school. Okay. And they say... What's this, it's called mass meeting; they call it their their mass session. And both of them have been coming up with ways to not have to do it. And they've got these um, big dolls; they're called generation dolls, and they're kind of quite life size dolls. And you can dress them up in different clothes. And for my daughter's birthday, which just went, she got clothes that look like the uniform of their of their school. So their plan is to come in with the girls dressed in the uniform, and then they put the they pop the girl down and then they say, oh, I'm going to the toilet. And they do the toilet sign, which you can't see on the podcast, but it looks they like a tea, do don't they, they? With do the a T, yeah. yeah. And then there's a water sign as well. There's lots of signs. And then they go to the toilet, they leave their generation doll there to do maths meeting. And then they just, they just leave or hide in the toilet for the hour of maths. Have they told you why they don't like maths? Well, I mean, we maybe need to investigate that more than the actual way of getting around it. But I think it's because wondering... they're shoffmans. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I'm I'm thinking back to my school
1: days and my siblings as well Yeah. and back in the day it seemed that maths was more popular with boys and yeah. English was more popular with girls. Did you come across that as your school days or was that just in I think it might have been you standalone?
0: I don't know okay. yeah well I was always preferred English to maths but maybe I'm secretly a girl. Point proven yeah. In those Lovely. days I would have been transitioning I'm going to cut that out because that's not right. (laughs) (laughs) Shall we move on? Keep Keep it in and let's move on. (laughs) Um, So we've alienated our trans listeners. What I wanted to talk about was uh, the last Bank of England meeting, recent Bank of England meetings they've been discussing something called negative interest rates. Yeah. Because as you may know, there's been a pandemic going on. I'd heard, yeah. The government and the Bank of England have been doing lots of things to... Try and boost the economy, like um, bond, complicated bond buying and things to kind of boost the market, so banks can access cheap money. Yeah, but they're then supposed to lend. And then there's the Bank of England cut interest rates to a record low of 0.1 percent. And the other week, the Bank of England governor Andrew Bailey said negative interest rates are something in their tool bag. Mm. Didn't know the bank has a tool bag. Oh yeah they yeah. got a tool bag all right they carry it around with the, carry it around. Yeah, a little screwdriver yeah
1: spanner and negative interest rates
0: so not 0.1% is pretty low so it's what what would that mean does that mean one day we could have minus 1% interest rates it appears so
1: so i guess this conversation that we're going to have this is a an economic conversation isn't it it's 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 not necessarily personal finance, but we'll try and talk about how that can impact on your on yeah. your personal finances. But the reason I think that the Bank of England might bring in place negative interest rates is because if there are negative interest rates at the Bank of England, then big banks and lenders who leave money in the Bank of England hmm. will have to pay the Bank of England to do so. And so the Bank of England hope... That instead of leaving the money in the account with them and spending money or costing the money, they'll then lend this out to businesses and individuals, which hopefully will stimulate the economy to grow. Does that make
0: sense? It does. But would they do that if they're worried about businesses surviving in this climate? Would who do what? The banks. Well, that's
1: the thing, isn't it? So the banks have then got to make commercial decisions as to, well, do they do that? So let's let's think take... Um, let's say you've got a bank account with HSBC. I do. <laughs> that works. Yeah. That was a good guess. Um, and the same situation, if you leave money in the bank, HSBC might charge you to leave run- money there. So at the moment, I mean, we know rates are pretty low, but for every hundred pounds you've got in the bank at the moment, HSBC, if the rate is 0.1%, they pay you 10p okay so but if the rate was minus one percent in theory you've got to pay them a pound for every hundred pounds you've got in the bank so the idea there as well is that you as an individual don't leave money in the bank you spend it in shops and
0: restaurants and whatever it is to get money going around the economy but you're going to have to leave some money in your bank account what about like people's rainy day funds and all that sort of stuff well this is so that's something you'll think about so Let's, let's think from a
1: saver's point of view, to so people that just leave money in the bank to save, yeah. they're already shocking returns that they get, the interest rate they get. It's just going yeah. to be wiped out. And instead, you're potentially going to have to pay the bank to leave money. So from a saver's point of view, it's it's disastrous. Mm. But then you're right. What what about people that need to keep, and everyone should have a sort of a, a rainy day fund or emergency fund as we i don't know what would you do let's say you've got um, we'll just make some numbers here let's say you've got a ten pound rainy day fund yeah and now the bank are going to charge you 10 pound a month for that privilege would you leave it there
0: what do you think you'd do no i well i would probably search around for an interest rate above that not point above zero above zero ideally but uh, banks won't be incentivized to do that will they or will they?
1: No, that's yeah. So why would a bank? If well, no, they would,
0: because they because otherwise the Bank of England is charging them, isn't it? Like you said.
1: No, they they want to give money out, not have money in. Yeah. So I, so I wonder whether banks will then pay. I don't think you'll get a an interest rate anyway, Not not much anyway. Yeah. Um. So that then has a knock on effect. So if you think about. The other side of a lot of banks is lending money. Let's say mortgages. So HSBC, what they do is they take deposits in from Mark Schoffman, Joshua Gerstler, millions of other people. They pay us 0.1%, let's say. And they lend it out to people and charge them 1%, for example. That's how they make their money on the difference between the two. Mm. But are they then going to have money to lend out to people for mortgages and things? if no one is leaving their money in the bank. So it's why it's one of these economic conversations that always, with economics, you always seem to come up with something and then you go round in circle, has a knock-on effect on this and has a knock-on effect on that. But no solutions. What's, well, maybe we'll come up with a solution at the end. Let's see where okay. the conversation uh, takes us. So you would think that mortgage rates would come down if you just look at it from a the first glance. If interest rates are down, you would think that the mortgage rates would come down as well. But if people haven't got money in the bank for the banks to lend out, then I don't quite know how that
0: would work. You'd have to sort of rejig the system, wouldn't you? So, Say... I like it. That's great. Yeah. You've got to rejig it. Re-jig re-jig it. Re-jig it. Re-jig so how are you going to get rethinking? What, what are you going to na, do? Na, 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 na. You've got what I think you'd have to do was would be to look more widely at your sources of funding. So the banks maybe would have to work with um, insurance funds and pension companies so they get institutions to be backing the loans. So indirectly as a saver or an investor who's putting money into your, if you put money into your pension. If your well, going, be clear if, we, if you're talking about savers or investors. If you're an investor you? putting money yeah. into a pension, into your retirement pot, you've got money going into funds. That are run by a pension company that pension company then takes your money and it uses it to fund the bank's lending so your pension earns a return from the bank lending the bank has a source of funding and then there is money to be lent <laughs> And You've done it. You've done it. I have done it. it. <laughs> and if these if mortgages are like thirty years old, thirty-year term mortgages, you're you'll be all right with the whole volatility and risk stuff. Okay. Professor Shofman Tracker rate mortgages. I remember in um, Do good you remember old when days Rock was young? of um, two thousand and seven, eight, nine. They were actually bad all day for many people. But when interest rates were around 5% of it, suddenly started coming down, down, and down. And I was on a track of mortgage. Yeah. And my payments went down every month or so. They were getting lower and lower. It was, it was nice. was yeah, nice. <laughs> was nice? My mortgage repayments were going, getting cheaper. But I do wonder, yeah, if it's negative, do the bank have to pay me for my mortgage? So most mortgages that I've ever come across... Or
1: all mortgages that I've ever come across for my clients in the nine years or so that I've been doing this, they have like minimum clauses that it's zero is the floor. Zero, let's yeah. say, so it doesn't go below. Even if the interest rates are negative, yeah. your interest rate is zero. So in effect, you're not paying any interest on the money; you're yeah. just paying the, the capital back, the amount you've borrowed. Yeah. But I in wonder reality. if there are any contracts out there, any old mortgages that don't have these negative negative these flaws in and when i say flaw f-l-o-r not f-l-a-w okay. good um i wonder if there's any that does go into negative territory and therefore the bank has to pay the borrower you probably wrote about this back in the day back in the day late nine. you go through your archive we'll see what's uh, we'll see
0: what's there we'll see that'd be an interesting one though, wouldn't it yeah
1: another another impact so let's talk about investors because you mentioned investors okay so investing, when we talk about investing, we mean, let's say, putting your money in shares of companies and equities, the great businesses of this world. Yeah. So in theory, investing should have a um, do well out of this. So stock markets, in theory, should do well. We might end up in this sort of economic spiral that we mentioned before. But in theory, if people aren't saving because it's cost of money to do so and they are spending, And whatever they're doing, whether they're buying Apple iPhones or cars or going to restaurants, that means companies in the stock market should be making more profits and therefore the value of your investments should go up. Also, if it's cheap for companies to borrow, assuming you can borrow, if it's cheap for companies to borrow and businesses to borrow, then that should help their long-term growth as well. But who are they gonna borrow from? So it's because they, when I say they borrow, because they borrowed to invest in their own businesses and improve them and grow. Okay. So in theory, negative interest rates in terms of businesses and companies and stock markets things should be a positive thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah. I guess then you can look at it from what happens to if the pound. The Great yes. British Pound.
0: Great British Pound.
1: So if interest rates are very low or negative in the UK, people won't want to hold pounds. Like we said, they're going to take their money out of bank. Yeah. So overseas companies and investors aren't going to put money into the pound. Yeah. They're not going to hold pounds, which means the value of the pound goes down. Yeah. So you need more pounds to buy dollars or yen or whatever it is. So therefore, if you want to, if companies that that sell into the UK, so the things that we import become more expensive. Mm. So those type of companies might not do so well. People that bring their products into the UK, people that send their product out of the UK, it's cheaper, isn't it, for them? It's, people for, it's cheaper for overseas people to buy UK things if the pound goes down. So you've got that sort of yeah. spir, that spiral again. So first thing is money comes out because it's not worth holding pounds and then suddenly pounds become cheap and people might start playing money back into the UK so we're going to have all
0: the foreigners can afford stuff (laughs) all the big companies are growing no xenophobia here bloody bloody bleeding foreigners you can't afford to what about well I don't know food what about yeah like inflation and all that You got any views on that inflation and all that
1: I mean that's great journalism (laughs) Inflation, all that. Got any questions, any views? What's the question? What will it do to inflation, cost of living? Um,
0: I don't know. What do you think? Well, the idea of low interest rates is usually to get people to spend. Yeah. Which should push inflation up. Yeah. But if yeah, there's I no, think that's pretty it. I think that's it. So if it's low, inflation should be high. But if it's negative, yeah. if there's less. There won't be as much economic activity, though, would there? Because we're, we're thinking there may be less lending, less saving, house prices. What? What? I guess it would depend on house prices. I guess.
1: Well, if mortgage rates are low, it encourages people to look to move and buy, which
0: pushes up prices. Yeah. Okay, so prices are going up. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, no, we're, not, we're not saying they're going up, but might may could yeah. go up.
1: everything you hear in this podcast should be treated <laughs> as a guidance and conversation only do not buy a property based on what mark has just said no yeah so i think it's very interesting the way that different parts of the economy interact with each other and how there's different impacts on individuals and personal finances compared to businesses but how they all linked along the line and that's why you see when something happens in the world that has global impacts, like mm-hmm. we talk about imports and exports and things like that, and people put money in the country. That the smallest thing can can have uh,
0: wide-reaching consequences. This would be quite drastic, though, wouldn't it? Because if it forces or compels banks to lend more, but then they start charging customers for their current accounts, you get the whole reputational risk for financial services and people may turn away and keep their money under the mattress or even be more suspect, susceptible. They could get scammed. You could get scammers coming up saying, oh, we can beat these paltry interest rates, and they don't even yep. have to offer that much. They could say, we can give you 5%, which even today, actually, would be quite good.
1: That's that old uh, saying, isn't it? If, it? if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is, so just be
0: be careful out there. Yeah. Thank you for being In For A Penny. If you like what you've heard, feel free to leave a review. And we love
1: hearing from our listeners, so please get in touch via our website or on Twitter at Mark Shoffman, at Josh Gersler, at In For A Penny Pod 1. Talk to you soon.